welcome to the Vine Church. We look forward to experiencing community with you. If you'd like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at thevinegoshen.org. Enjoy the message. Long time no see. Good morning. (laughs) So glad that you guys can join us today. I'm Jenna. I'm on staff here, and I get the joy to bring you the message today. And before we jump into it, I want to take a quick poll. So by show of hands, who here, if you had the choice to call someone or text somebody, by show of hands, who would prefer to text somebody? Okay, all of you people with your hands raised, you are my people. For those of you who don't have your hands raised, I still love you. In fact, my brother is one of you. For some reason, my brother always has to call me. I will send him a text, and a few minutes later, I get a phone call. There's this this one time I texted him, and I literally said, do not call me. I need a yes or a no. And he called me. And I'm on the phone with him, and I'm like, dude, why are you calling me? And he's like, well, I just wanted to explain my answer. Like, I know what yes means. I know what no means. I don't need an explanation. (laughs) He and I, we're only two years apart, but our communication styles are so incredibly different. Imagine how much more of a difference there is between different generations. Mm -hmm. Here's one we already see. You notice when I mimic a phone, I do this because, you know, we have the receiver and everything, right? We have landlines. Okay, if you ask younger generations to mimic a phone call, they'll do this because this is how you hold a cell phone. And if something as little as the way we mimic a phone call can change, how much more does big things, like how we experience church change. And that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about pursuing culturally relevant mission. This is one of our core beliefs as a Vineyard Church that we are going to pursue culturally relevant mission. What that means in a nutshell, it means that our core beliefs, those things are not going to change, but the way that we express them will. And we get this idea from Paul, from one of his letters. Um, If you know Paul, he used to travel from community to community, from culture to culture, and he would either start churches or he would help to support and train the churches that were already in place. And so if you have your Bibles, I'll have you turn with me. We're going to go to Corinthians 9, 20 through 23. This is a letter that he wrote to the church in Corinth, and he says, When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under the law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I'm with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the Jewish law. I live, I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weaknesses, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. 
Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Paul understood culturally relevant mission. What this means is that the way we do worship, the way we do service, even the language we use to explain things, all of that is open to change. We are saying that our systems and our methods are not as important as people. People are far more important. And so if changing up what we do is going to better help people, we're going to change it. Pursuing culturally relevant mission, it's also a way of saying that we want to be a people who are informed and involved. We want to know, what are people watching on TV right now? What are people excited about? What are they worried about? What's going on in downtown Goshen? You know, we actually had a Hispanic Heritage Festival like last week. That's really awesome. And not only do we want to know about that, we want to be involved in that. Jesus always intended that the message of the kingdom would spread from generation to generation and from culture to culture. And so we believe that pursuing culturally relevant mission is a core and important belief of who we are because it is putting others before ourselves. It is saying that you are more important than our comfort and that we wanna meet you where you're at. So that's what it is in a nutshell. What does it mean for us as a church family? The first thing that culturally relevant mission means for us as a church family, it means that we are going to be actively concerned with reaching our community. See, we believe, ooh, we believe that God has put us here in Goshen, Indiana, and in 2023, for a very specific reason. We are not going to do mission, like ministry here in Goshen, Indiana, the same way that they do it in Michigan or in Florida, California, Europe, Africa. We are going to do ministry here in Goshen, Indiana, in 2023 for people in Goshen, Indiana, and in 2023. We want to reach people in this day and age. Now, I am not saying that missions is not important or that we do not promote and support missions. We absolutely do. In fact, we actually have a group that's going to be going to Costa Rica. They're going to be in the back after service. Pray with them. We want to cover them in prayer and send them off with as much blessing as we can. But missions is a completely different muscle than the one I'm highlighting today. The one I'm highlighting today is saying, we planted a church here in Goshen because we truly believe that God is wanting to do something in and through our church to impact Goshen, Indiana. And so as a church that is pursuing culturally relevant mission, we are going to reach and be actively concerned with our local community. The second thing that pursuing culturally relevant mission means for us as a church family 
We're not going to be afraid to get uncomfortable. And I say this point very begrudgingly because I hate being uncomfortable. I, if you put me in an awkward situation, I'm like a cat with all of my hair on end. Awkward silence? Look, you might as well knock me out. It is going to be better for both of us, I promise. We aren't going to be afraid to be uncomfortable. And sometimes to pursue culturally relevant mission, things are going to get uncomfortable. This is both personally and as a church family. You know, it can be awkward to give somebody a ride somewhere. It can be inconvenient to have to show up in the middle of the week or to show up over the weekend. You might have to skip coffee to go sit with someone in the hospital. As a church family, this means that we may ask you to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. We may change up the order of service. Imagine if we had no music at the beginning, we just started with the message, and all the worship was at the end. That'd be weird. And some of y'all, you'd skip the messages, come for worship. But we're saying if this is what pushes mission forward, if this is what meets the needs of others, we're going to do it. You know, we've already done this with Vine Group Night. You know, we used to do small groups. Everyone went and did their own thing. And now we bring everybody together on one night. And some of you guys, thank you. You've been tapped on the shoulder last minute to help with things. And that is uncomfortable. And it's messy. We're still tweaking things, figuring out what works. But that's the beauty of family. And that's the beauty of culturally relevant mission is it's authentic. And so we're not going to be afraid to be a little bit messy, a little bit uncomfortable and awkward if it means getting to pursue authentic relationship. Here's the third thing that pursuing culturally relevant mission means for us as a church family. It means we're going to disagree. Notice I didn't say we may disagree. We are going to disagree. You know, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, you know, what church background, if any, did you grow up with? Because everybody's got a different answer. You know, if we took a poll of everyone in the room, we'd have a lot of different answers, a lot of different church backgrounds. Here's the thing. A lot of different church backgrounds means a lot of different opinions on certain topics. Pastor Travis highlighted this perfectly last week, which side note, if you have not listened to that message, go back and listen to it. It was by far one of the best messages we've heard on the Holy Spirit in a really long time. Go listen to it. That's a whole side thing. But he highlighted in his message that we have a wide array of churches and we all kind of believe something a little bit different about the Holy Spirit. We don't all agree. Here's the thing. I said earlier, our core beliefs, those things are not going to change, 
right? We believe in the Holy Spirit. That's not going to change. However, there are times when things come up in culture and we have to decide how to respond to those things. And we're not always going to agree on what that response should be. COVID, stay open, close, mask, no mask, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. It didn't matter what your answer was, somebody was going to be mad about it. And we live in a social media response culture. Somebody puts something on social media you don't like, I've got to respond right now and let them know I don't agree with them and that they're wrong because of this and this and this and this. That immediate response to things that we don't like, it's addicting. And it has trained our brains to engage in conflict in some very unhelpful ways. Hear me when I say this. Not all tensions are meant to be resolved. Not all tensions are meant to be resolved. Do you know how a guitar makes music? Tension. Each string is pulled to tension. And when you tune a guitar, you are actually deciding to loosen or tighten the tension in that string. And it actually changes what it sounds like. A guitar cannot make music without tension in the strings. And the beauty comes in learning to tune the tension so that it harmonizes. Not all tensions are meant to be resolved. As we pursue culturally relevant mission, we're not going to agree, and that's okay. Now here are some words of caution for us because this is a balancing beam, it is. And on either side of this balancing beam of pursuing culturally relevant mission, we've got a pitfall on either side. On the one side, there are times when culture would try to push us to be more accepting of certain issues to the point that it would blur the lines on some of our core beliefs. Okay, however, on the other side of things, we have been so afraid of being corrupted by culture that we can become rigid, inhospitable, and unloving and unable to reach others. And when that happens, our faith is dead and useless. Here's what it says, Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will see and praise your heavenly Father. I want to ask you, 
Let's put my mic here. Where in this passage is the light? On a hill and on a stand. Sorry, guys. All the places where the light is, it's where the people are. It's on a hill, a city on a hill. A city is not a city without people. It's on a stand that is in a house where the people are. Light is meant for people. So light is for people. And here in this passage, we're talking about salt and light. And so we've got this bouncing beam. And actually, I'm going to step back because I want us to take a look at both sides of this bouncing beam real quick. Because on the one side, like we said, we have that we can pursue culturally relevant mission to the point that we can be culturally accommodating. And so that is salt. Do you know who was culturally accommodating in Jesus' day and age? The Pharisees. The Pharisees were culturally accommodating. And, you know, we tend to think about the Pharisees and we're just like, oh, you know, they were these really conservative, conservative, like religious people. And nobody really liked them because they were just going around telling everybody everything they were doing wrong. And they were just kind of like these religious police and nobody liked them. Okay, it was actually kind of the opposite. See, the Pharisees were very politically motivated. And they were all about loopholes. They actually didn't even work in the temple. They had day jobs. But if you wanted to know how to fudge the law in your favor, you'd go see a Pharisee. They knew who was in, who was out, what was the right thing to say to the right person at the right time. They were the mean girls of Jesus' day and age. Which I did realize in writing this message that mean girls came out like 19 years ago. So, not exactly my most culturally relevant example, but you get my point. The Pharisees were all about loopholes. I want you to imagine with me really quickly here, and I think we've got plenty of examples of this in our day and age, but imagine a group of people that trade commitment for convenience and hide it all under the umbrella of holiness. They claimed to be religiously conservative, but then got dozens of tiny little loopholes for everything. That was the Pharisees. And we risk becoming Pharisees when we are religiously observant without commitment. The Pharisees lost their salt. They were supposed to be salt. You know, salt takes bad food and makes it good food. If something tastes bad, just keep putting salt on it till all you can taste is salt. That's my philosophy. But the Pharisees, they were taking bad food and putting something worse on it, like gravy. We're not always going to agree, remember? Pharisees lost their salt. You know, 
We're called to be salt. We don't lower the bar. We raise the bar. Culture says, love your neighbor. Jesus says, don't just love your neighbor, love your enemy. He raised the bar and called them to a higher standard of living. That's salty. Again, back to looking at that light in Matthew um, 14 through 16, you know, you're the light of the world. Light is where the people is. And so we're called to be salt, but we're also called to be light. And that's the other side of pursuing culturally relevant mission. Over here, we have the pitfall. We could become culturally accommodating. There is a large difference between being culturally relevant and being culturally accommodating. But here on the other side, we're called to be light. And we can become rigid and inhospitable and unable to love or reach others. And for this one, we actually have the example of an early church group called the Essenes. And the Essenes were this early church group that were so afraid of being corrupted by culture that they hid themselves away in caves and started writing apocalypse literature. And they were never a scene again. That joke comes to you courtesy of my husband, Jared. You can thank him later. It is actually what happened though. We just lost them. They were lost to history. We actually only found the caves they were living in like 70 years ago. That's within a lifetime. See, the Pharisees lost their salt, but the Essenes hid their light. I want you to imagine with me again, a group of people who they look at the culture of the world and they say, it's too corrupt. There's nothing good there. There's nothing to be redeemed. If we engage in culture, we are only going to be led astray. Being a Christian does not mean that we profess our faith in Jesus and then sit here twiddling our thumbs, waiting to be saved from this corrupted world so that we can go to heaven. Jesus did not say, come and follow me. It's time to go to heaven, you guys. Jesus said, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of people. It's about people. It is come and follow me and be for people. It is love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. If you take out the people, you are erasing the entire reason Jesus came in the first place. And if you are a Christian, you are saying that you are a worker and that you carry the kingdom mission and the kingdom mission is a people mission. Let me say that again. Kingdom mission is a people mission, which is why pursuing culturally relevant mission is so, so important to the core of who we are because it's about people. So how, how are we to pursue culturally relevant mission? 
You know, when Matthew 5 calls us salt, this is often misunderstood. He's actually calling us to be salt for one another, not for non-believers. We're called to be salt to believers and light to non-believers. Here's why I say this. I had a roommate in college and she was from China my freshman year. We had a lot of really great conversations about like the differences between China and the US. One of the things she did always baffled me. She would go to the store and she would buy an entire loaf of white bread. Nothing else, just a loaf of white bread. And then she would just eat it piece by piece, nothing on it, just plain pieces of white bread. She explained to me that the food in China has very little to no sugar. And so to her, white bread tasted so sugary, it tasted like cake. You and I as believers in Jesus, we can take a little salt. Non-believers, they cannot take much salt. What to us tastes plain, to them is so salty, they can't take another bite. The same is true for light. You know, Psalms 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Not the floodlights of the truck driving behind me at 11 p.m. It's gentle, it's soft. We want just enough light for people to see where they're going. Not so much light that when we turn it on, everybody winces. I want us to hear this. Because people, as we're pursuing culturally relevant mission, we are engaging in a culture whose experience of Christianity is a Christianity that is so busy arguing about what's wrong with them that they have forgotten to just love them. People do not need to hear how wrong they are. They need to hear how loved they are. So how are we supposed to show them light? In verse 16, it says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Your good deeds. This is literally like an occupation that would cause someone to work with their hands. It is by our deeds, not by our arguments. I'm gonna invite the worship team back up. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under the law, even though I am not subject to the law. I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I'm with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. But I don't ignore the law of God, I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with 
everyone doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. How are we communicating our faith? Are we texting somebody who needs a phone call? Or maybe we're the ones trying to give an explanation to somebody who didn't need it. I hope that little by little that we can be a church family that changes people's minds about church. I pray that if you ask people years from now, what is the vine all about? They would say, man, that is a church that loves people. Let's pray. God, we just thank you that you are here and you are moving. God, we just thank you that we can be a church family that is constantly pursuing you and pursuing your mission in this world. God, we pray that as we take steps this next week to put one foot in front of the other, to reach the people of Goshen, Indiana, that you would be our guide and our light and on our path. Would you give us wisdom, Lord? In your name. Well, that is it for today's message. We thank you for joining us. If you'd like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at thevinegoshen.org. We'll see you next time.